The pattern of fractures indicated that he had not landed feet first, nor did the pathologist think he had tried to break his fall with his arms. All the indications were that he had landed face down on a very hard surface. After a preliminary examination, the pathologist expressed doubt that the man could have fallen off a cliff on the Reykjanes Peninsula. For one thing, the surface the man landed on appeared to have been smooth, and for another, he could find no evidence to suggest the man had been on the seashore or in the mountains. Not from his clothes, at any rate. He was dressed in jeans and a leather jacket, with only a shirt on underneath. On his feet he wore cowboy boots with heels, pointed toes, and cut-out decorations. "'What kind of mud-bath did you pull the poor guy out of?' asked the pathologist. I've never seen anything like it. He was a stooped, elderly figure nearing retirement, white-haired and gaunt, with a large pair of horn-rimmed glasses on his nose. He wore a white coat with an apron over the top. The cadaver lay on the table in the cold, unforgiving glare of the lights. There was a tray of scalpels and forceps beside it, and the room stank sickeningly of formalin, disinfectant, and open human torsos. Erlendur was ill at ease. He would never get used to the smell of this place and its association with death. He tried not to look at the body more than absolutely necessary. Marion, who had thicker skin, was undisturbed by the sterile environment and the sight that confronted them on the pathologist's slab. He was found in the runoff lagoon from the power station at Swatsingi, said Marion. That's where all the mud comes from. It's rumored to have healing powers. Healing powers? repeated the pathologist, momentarily diverted. It's supposed to be effective against psoriasis, explained Erlendorf. You learn something new every day, said the pathologist. Did you notice any sign of skin disease on the body? No, Marion, you can forget the idea that he was there because of psoriasis. Could he have fallen out of a plane? A plane? For example... Judging by the state of him, it must have been a fairly substantial drop. All I can say at this stage is that he must have fallen from a great height onto an extremely hard surface, said the pathologist. I don't know about a plane, though I wouldn't rule it out. Can you give us an idea how long he was in the water? asked Marion. Not long. Two, maybe three days at the outside. I may need to take another look, but that's my provisional estimate. He's not wearing a wedding ring, remarked Ellen Dort, darting a glance at the corpse. There's no mark left by one, is there? No, nothing like that, said the pathologist. I didn't find anything on him, no keys or wallet, nothing that could tell you who he is. His clothes have already been passed on to forensics. He doesn't have any major scars resulting from accidents or operations, no tattoos either. What about his age? We're talking about a man in his prime, maybe thirty-ish, height just under one-eighty, well-proportioned, lean and muscular. Nor was, poor fellow. No one's asked after him yet, have they? No, said Ellendorf. Nobody's missed him. At least the police haven't been alerted. And no one saw him fall? No, we've nothing to go on at present. How about a traffic accident? asked Marion. Any chance of that? No, out of the question. Wrong sort of injuries, said the pathologist, raising his eyes from the body and pushing his glasses back up.